Shapeshifters on the Money Show. Well, it's gone further than 38, but that is the voice of Johan Stebbett. That is the theme tune of Noot for Noot. I think it goes unchanged since 1991 when it first came to South African screens. The plug was nearly pulled in 1994, but they're going into season 39, or they may be in season 39 now. It makes it South Africa's longest-running TV show, if you discount the news, of course. Johan Stebbett in studio with me this evening. As our shapeshifter, it's nice to see you. What a privilege. Thank you, Bruce. Nice to be here. Now, uh, take me back, please, because I want to talk a little bit about your history, the fact that you grew up in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Springbok is in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? Just about, yes. Uh, you, you hit the Springbok and you turn left, and that's the middle of nowhere. And you grew up in Namibia, and then you went and studied law, and you became a school teacher for a bit. Mm. Yes, it's funny how one's life takes you places that you don't really plan. It just works out that way. Uh, yes, I studied at Stellenbosch and uh, ended up doing Afrikaans Netherlands as a major. Uh, I never completed my LLB because I decided to go into languages and that in, made me end up in uh, at Rondebosch Boys High School and I taught Afrikaans first language there as well as history to the to the young guys who stand at sixes. And uh, then by chance landed up in... In broadcasting. I, I want to talk about broadcasting in just a moment because one of your old pupils, uh, a friend of mine by the name of Mark Connolly, uh, says to me, Johan Stemmet taught me history in 1980 uh, before Nuit for Nuit. Ask him about détente. I remember him so well. He was in my standard six class. I taught him history. What color hair did he have? He had red hair. <laughs> He had it's probably he, grey by and now, and but he, he had red hair. He was yes. very clever. He was very clever He was, boy. maybe. And detente was a little leather strap that I had. <laughs> and uh, we, we, we never had problems because it was always sorted out with detente. <laughs> we, we spoke about it. Oh, it was great fun. I loved my teaching years. It was yeah. really fantastic. And it's, as, as I said, it was really by default that I landed into, into broadcasting. Television was very, very young in those days. I'm talking about 1980 now when I joined. Okay, because 1976, of course, television is introduced mm-hmm. um, and uh, I remember Herbie and Spence and Michael de Morgan those are my uh-huh. earliest TV memories um, but you joined the SABC in 1980 1980 yes um, I was working with an Afrikaans uh, writer by the name of Henny Okomp in those years we were I was very involved in music from from a very very young age and uh, we were writing Afrikaans cabaret music. Uh, trying, to, it was the the era of the of the Leisterlicky, Mexican lyric beweging that they had back in the in the late seventies and the eighties. And we were working on this. And uh, the SABC had a symposium uh, where they wanted to discuss this new form of Afrikaans music that was sort of seeing the light. Uh, up to then, Afrikaans music was very based on translated. The yeah. moment an English song becomes a hit, they would just translate the words into Afrikaans, and it would become Afrikaans song. Now, now the idea was to write original Afrikaans uh, music and uh, I was invited to come to this symposium up in Johannesburg and I was very happily teaching at Ronald Bush Boys High School at this stage and um, while, while I was at the symposium we, we all had to sing some examples of the music that we write and so on and at the end of the symposium there was a, there was a do on the, on the top floor of, of, of the radio uh, uh, office block. And uh, after this do, I thought, well, let me go home. I was staying with some people, uh, and I was on my way back to Cape Town then, the next day. And uh, I, I decided to just, you know, we had a beer or two, and I thought, well, maybe I should just pop into the gents before I take the lift down. And um, 
as I got to the gents, the lift came and I thought, no, no, let me rather go. It's not serious. And as I got to the lift, the doors closed again. And I thought, oh, well, there you are. So I go back. But I missed it. It was a, it was a second. And as I got back into the gents, there was a gentleman standing there. And he said to me, uh, didn't you sing just now? I said, yeah. He said, uh, what do you do for a living? I said, well, I'm a school teacher. And so and he said, well, why don't you come and join us? We need, we need, <laughs> we need new blood here at, 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 for, for television. And uh, I said, well, yeah, no, fine, thank you very much. Went down the lift and went home. And I was standing uh, in front of a standard eight uh, class again teaching. And I suddenly thought, do I really want to teach Afrikaans for the rest of my life, you know? Or, or must I take this guy up in his offer? This was six months later. Hmm. So I wrote him a letter. Those days you write letters. I wrote him a letter. And uh, he uh, he replied. And he said, well, come up come up for the for the uh, interview. And it was a man called Peter de Braille. And he was the head of Tiafia Inn in those days. He oh, yes. Done, he, he passed away last week. Ach, no. And, uh, well, I did the interview. And he yeah. said, do you want the job? And I went back. Mike Rilo was our headmaster at Rondebosch. And I said to him, Mr. Rilo, what do I do? He said, listen, you, you've got uh, a long uh, a vacation due to you, long leave. So why don't you go and try three months? If you don't like the TV thing, we'll keep your post and you'll come back. So I'm still on long leave. You're still on long leave. <laughs> I hope they filled the post by now um, at Rondebosch Boys. But that was 1980. So what did you yep. do then up until you came up with the brainwave of Nerd for Nerd? Because Nerd for Nerd came, comes a decade later. You know, I joined, I joined television. I was appointed as a music producer, uh, Producer, director. Uh, in those days, you did a television course for the first three months uh, after you get appointed. And we had to do everything. You had to do camera work, sound, lighting, uh, directing, producing, the whole toot. And uh, I started off uh, making music programs, programs like, oh, you won't remember them, but they were called Melant Melit. And there was, there was Telly Treffers and there was... Telly Treffers, I do remember. You remember yes, Telly I Treffers? Do. I, I remember that one. for many, many years as well. And all sorts of music productions that we did. And then in 1989, um, me and Johan van Rensburg, who I've worked with for 33 years, he retired a few years ago, but uh, we worked together for 33 years. And um, we decided to go out and start our own production house. Uh, which was a new thing in those days because there weren't any production. But it would have been quite there. courageous, wouldn't it? Well, it was. It was. You know, the whole thing came. I mean, this is a money show. The mm. whole thing came from the idea that if you're a teacher, uh, you get paid a monthly salary, and if you get to school six o'clock in the morning and you're responsible for doing the printing, and you do all the printing before you go to your first class, and then when the school bell rings, you go and you've got sport, extra mural activities, and six o'clock. You get home. End of the month, you get the same salary as the guy who walks in when the bell rings and walks Absolutely. out when it rings again. Yeah. And, and we thought with, with television was basically the same. You know, you're a producer, so you get paid what producers get paid. Uh, whether you've got to come up with original ideas and develop those ideas um, and create programs from nothing because that's what you do with music shows. You must, you must create something out of nothing. But you get the same payment as a guy. Completely. Who, and, 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 I mean, you, do, you did then what the late Sir David Frost spoke about. David Frost, one of the world's most famous broadcasters, yes. of course, who made an embarrassing amount of money. Um, for somebody in television, he became incredibly wealthy. He died, I think, last year or yeah, the year before. Right, yeah. um, but but he did television into his eighties. Mm. Did David Frost, and it was all about owning your ideas and owning your content. Mm. And that that model has been followed um, by by so many um, people in the television industry over decades. Mm. That, that's a big challenge in television. I would say if 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 you if you want to make a success of it, you must be a 
ideas vendor. I mean, you must, you must, you must, you must. Everything you see must trigger an idea, and then you must go and sit and be able to develop that idea into something uh, tangible. You, you look at what Simon can, Cowell has done. I mean, Simon yeah. Cowell has become a worldwide face and a worldwide name, mm, mm. Um, and very wealthy uh, out of global television. Mm, mm. It's it, you, the whole idea of music programs and entertainment programs, variety programs, uh, the sort of the things that you see nowadays on the television, the weakest link stuff, the yeah. millionaire stuff, the the, the idle stuff. Um, it's 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 nothing new, but the uniqueness lies in the format. Yes, if you can take something which you know works and then cast it in a format that will entertain people. I mean, not for not. All those years, what are we in our twenty fourth year now that we that we're going in with? It's all based on a simple thing. I will sing you a song and you tell me what the name of the song is. But now, if you take that idea, and you've got to, we've got I think nine games that we run in, yes. in in the one show, and we constantly change the games, and it's all based on just simple ideas. What can we do with a given? We've we've got that. We've got songs, yep. and we're going to ask question on songs. Now, how can we? How can we? twist the format all the time that it's fresh that it's new i had an interesting idea the other day for our new for our new series um i i i thought of the idea of of a cd that gets stuck okay exactly so if you have the band playing the title of a song just the title yeah say for example the song's name is my way frank sinatra and the band just plays my way my way, my way. They just repeat the title. And while they're playing that, you circulate photographs of different artists. And the first guy that can make the match and say, ah, there's Sinatra. Pete, yep. That is my way they're playing. And that's, it's, it's actually just another format of doing the uh, simple it's just finding, of, it's finding mechanisms exactly. to, to illustrate Who's the point. the song? That's Absolutely. all it is. But how are you going to make it visual? And I think if you can continue doing that, you're bound to be successful as long as people enjoy what you're doing. Well, Zane says, I've been trying to be a spectator on your Hans show for nearly 20 years unsuccessfully. How does Zane get into the into the studio audience? Zane, phone me. Okay. We, Zane, <laughs> we, will, we, will get, we will give your number to your Hans Demet. You know, what uh, we do is, is on, on the show uh, every night, our, our, our last one of the series is on a Friday. It's a very exciting show where we have some radio announcers competing against each other and they're supported by some uh, members of the Springbok Rugby team. Oh, fantastic. Some of the biggies. But you've evolved and, the program, haven't you? I mean, yeah. you've taken it from, uh, no disrespect intended, from, but from Tunis and Roca, um, yeah. guessing the tunes, and you've you brought the Bala Brothers in and you've done all sorts of things. You've evolved the program as South Africa has evolved as well. I think that's the... Can I just go one Sorry. little step Sorry. back just to say in the program we normally advertise music. If you want to be a member of the studio audience just send us an email and we give the email there. And also if you want to be a contestant this is the email. So we do advertise there. We there. And if they send the email we'll, we'll definitely make a plan. Now evolving the show, you know, anything that doesn't involve stagnates and if it stagnates it's gone. So your, your, your job as a producer is to make sure that that program doesn't stagnate. And the only way to make sure it doesn't stagnate is to look at what your public wants from year to year because tastes change. And needs change, yeah. and you must change with that, but not too drastically that you start losing your audience. So you shift gently, gently from series to series. You shift. Jan Stemmet is the executive producer of Nuit for Nuit. He's also done lots of other stuff in television too, uh, but he is in season thirty-nine.
correct? Or yeah, not 39 finishes on Friday and then 40 goes on air. So you got that in signed up, February. have you? Yes, it's already been signed, sealed and delivered. Because there was a time where you were going to be canned. 1994 yes, happened. You were yes. halfway through Series 13 or something. And, and they said... No, not anymore. South Africa's changed. Draw a line under Nuit for Nuit. Yeah, there was a there was a big change in programming, and uh, uh, there was a big shift in programs were being uh, moved off the schedules and so on. And uh, we were in, I think it was program eight or nine that we were going to end on. And I said to the guys, "Oh man, just give us another month, and we can finish up the series up to 13. And uh, they said, "Okay." Finished the series, and when we finished it, we were on the schedules. Very few people survive in television beyond a couple of years. There are exceptional outliers. You are an outlier in South African television. What has been the secret? I don't know. I wish I knew. I just enjoy what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. I try and do to the best of my ability. And uh, we have fun. We always say happy people make happy programs. We're a happy team. You know, the guys that I'm working with in the studio, we've been working together for 33 years. Sure. Uh, 90% of the guys on the production team were on the team when we did program one. So it's it's a thing that we just love doing. Uh, not to be too indelicate about it, but has it made, has it made you comfortable? You were going to ask that. No, let, yeah. let me. Be, Has it made you rich? No, no, no. Let me be very. Can you be rich in television? Can I'll, you be Simon Cowell in South I'll African be television? Very honest with you. You know, if I was in America, I, I often think if I was an American, I had a show that had the ratings that Nerd for Nerd has, and I could run in America for for twenty four years. Then you ask me that question. Then you wouldn't need to run in America. Then you ask me that question and I know what I would answer. Yes. But you must remember we're in South Africa, smaller audiences, and you're limited to a per minute cost, which a broadcaster allows you. Yeah. Uh, it depends on what time slot you are in, whether it's prime time or not, what the viewership is. There's lots of things they look at. And uh, you are actually pinned down to a per minute cost. So it's not like, hey, give me a million bucks and I'll do the show for you. It's no, but, but it's a per minute cost. And at the end, it's about how you manage your expenses within yes, that, yes, and, that yes, and that's how you yes, make your money obviously. but you've got some nice hobbies lots of people talking about your gyrocopters you've got a, a, a gyrocopter habit you were in Botswana just last weekend you popped over to an air show love it I love flying gyroplanes it's, uh, it's, uh, I've, I've got an instrument rating on fixed wings on twins uh, I've been flying I got my license in 1989 and I've been flying since then. I used my aeroplane for, for my work because I was touring a lot in those days. Yes. and did a lot of concerts all over Namibia and everywhere. And you could get around with that. And then uh, when I decided the time has come to stop singing and touring, uh, I sold the plane because it's not worth keeping a plane if it's not going to work for you. Sure. But I loved the flying thing so much that I decided to go into microlighting. I didn't like it at all. It's very empty underneath you. <laughs> and uh, then gyroplanes came along and uh, I got a gyroplane and loved it. And I uh, still to this day fly gyroplanes. Um, when we, we look at, the, at, at, this, at this career, one of the things that stands out and comes through is the waistcoats. Um, you don't wear those in public other than on TV, do you? They're, you know, not, Bruce, they're not part of your personal <laughs> wardrobe. Please tell me te they're not. Te television is about the what and the how. 
Um, you must combine the two. The what is what are we going to do? We're going to give people a music show. It's going to be based on questions that are going to be asked about songs that we're going to sing. How are we going to present the songs? The band's going to play. We're going to have a singer. Blah, 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 blah. That's the what. The how is now. How are you going to color this in? How's the set going to look? How's the lighting going to look? How are we going to present the thing? What is the presenter going to wear? What is the band going to wear? What do we want our audiences to wear, so what is the look going to be? And it's all just to get people to talk. Mm. I would never in my life <laughs> wear a waistcoat, <laughs> let alone a painted waistcoat. <laughs> but we did this because it got people talking of to course. this day. And you know, the funny thing is we only wore the waistcoats for about two years. It was about three or four seasons that we used the waistcoats. And, but they're stuck in everybody's Out memory. Out of the 39 yeah. and they still talk. But we constantly changed the look of the presenter. I talk of myself as the presenter. The, you, in, in the, the third person, and yes. Yeah, and because uh, the producer makes the money, the presenter we, makes nothing. We, yes, <laughs> we we look at we look at the presenter and we say, listen, let, let's go. At the moment, I think we're wearing jeans and jackets and open neck shirts. Uh, before that, we wore suits. Before that, we wore shirts. Uh, before that was then it was this, yeah. then it was that, and the waistcoat goes way back. But boy, did the waistcoat get the people talking! And that's exactly what we wanted. It was planned like that. Is there something in the SABC water because people are making a connection? Uh, between your youthful, uh, your youthful looks, and the youthful looks of uh, the everlasting youthful looks of Rian Kreivachen. What, what, you know, it, are you guys related it, it, by any chance? Nowadays, we have the most amazing makeup girls, you know, and, <laughs> and we book them. We book them because they, we know they can do the job. No, I'm 62 now. And uh, uh, I'm getting grey now, and it's, I'm moving along now. Well, how much longer do you want to do it for? I mean, you've got, so you've got the next two seasons, are things I think, wrapped up? I think when I get tired. The day I say to myself, listen, it's not fun anymore, I'll call it a day. So we've got another 20 years of Nurt for Nurt. Let's hope so. We so most certainly do. You've leveraged it. You've, the board game, has that sold well? Yes, it did very well. We stopped doing it because the music rights became too expensive, so the product <laughs> became too expensive. You know, you make a thing for 32 year, a rand and it sells in the shops for, say, 400, and we just felt that's not... Uh, so we stopped uh, doing that, but there's other little things. We did electronic games and yeah. all sorts of other little... I, I look forward to the next chapter. Uh, tonight's shapeshifter, Johan Stemmet, South Africa's most su successful television producer, going into season 40 next year for a TV show that was nearly canned during Series 8. Johan Stemmet, thank you for coming in. What a pleasure. Thank you.